Digital is the future, and we are that future. Touch HD. Well, hi, everybody. It's been way too long since I've been able to spend time with you. It's Carrie here, and I hope that you're all doing well under this crazy, crazy lock time time. I'll tell you that when the ban on alcohol was lifted, Norman Goodfellow's experienced the most alarming three weeks that I have ever, ever gone through in my entire life. South Africa definitely has a huge drinking problem, I think. And the online portal at my shop received almost 40,000 orders. Before we wiped the sleep out of our eyes, we had 38,500 online orders on a very, very ill-equipped little online site that is not Norman Goodfellow's core business, I might tell you. Anyway, our telephones crashed, as did our stock system. The supply chain from the Cape was almost non-existent. Everybody was trying to put stuff into courier vehicles and delivery vehicles. Nothing was arriving anywhere. Some people received three orders, some people received nothing. Damage control had to be put into place and we are finally starting to see a light at the end of a very, very black tunnel. So to those of you who were kind and understanding, thank you very, very much. To those of you who weren't, I do hope that by now you have received your orders and you're feeling a little bit better about life with some alcohol in your tummy. And to the government, thank you for screwing up a supply chain and putting an industry into a state of complete and utter disarray. Anyway, how are you all doing under this strange and untenable situation? So many differing viewpoints, and I would love to be able to engage with all of you out there to get your take on it. I am fascinated by it. I'm going to catch up today. I'm going to be catching up with Paul Kluver, who um, I think I've spoken to him before on this platform. I'm not sure, but nobody needs to be introduced to Paul Kluver. He comes from an age-old wine-producing family in the Cape. And then after that, I'm also chatting to George Delachia to find out from them how they have managed to operate under these strange, strange times. So straight to the lines in Cape Town then, to Paul Kluver. Paulie, hi, how are you? Hi, Carrie. Good to speak to you. <laughs> and to you. Are you surviving this madness? <laughs> so, so, you know, um, we, we also have an Apple Apple business yes. and I was actually meeting with the guys um, earlier this week and I said to him at a time like this I would prefer to only be an apple farmer. Absolutely <laughs> absolutely I'm sure you're considering ripping your vineyards out at this stage of the game. God yeah, it's, it's, it's been a crazy time uh, it, and and like Norman Goodfellas we, we have experienced exactly the same Have uh, you? And, uh, I mean we've, we've we see incredible support from our customers, which we have to say thank you very much. I for. know, us too. The most amazing uh, support. I think we've all got a drinking problem, though, don't you? <laughs> hey, <laughs> got a national, a national drinking problem, that's for sure. Yes. I, I, look, I mean, we want to encourage responsible drinking. Um, mm, of course. Uh, and, and, not, and not binge drinking. So, mm. and, and I have full sympathy for, for uh, ER rooms being... Uh, um, having to deal with people that's been drinking too much and making yes. accidents because they're drinking and that. And we want to avoid that at all costs. Of course. Um, but but uh, um, I, I can also understand that uh, what what better thing to do when you can't go out, when you're mm. sitting at home, you're having a lovely meal, to pair that with a great bottle of wine. Well, um, people like you and me have spent our whole life's mission teaching people to enjoy 
good food and good wine and good company. That's that's our core business. So exactly. all of a sudden you're thrown into a space where you're all under lockdown. You can't go out. You can't visit your family or your friends. You cannot go to a restaurant or even a shopping center for other than the bare necessities. And you are confined to the sort of realm of your home space to try and reboot your whole life in a completely different way. Whilst there's some very, very good things that I think have come out of this lockdown, there's also been a massive amount of frustration. And I think that the banning of alcohol caused a panic and a sort of a knee-jerk reaction that we really could have done without at a time where there are a lot of people who are battling with the mental capability of being locked into your house 24-7. Don't you agree? Definitely. And I mean, I, I, I think that while, while um, often things are done with good intentions, we all know the saying, the right to help pay for intentions. Mm. It, it's, it, it, we're dealing with complex systems and yeah. it's, often, it's often hard to understand what the result will be when you do something. Mm. Uh, but the reality is, is what, what, what people ended up doing was when they heard it was going to be an alcohol ban. Actually, they 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 started on a uh, a shopping spree of well, it was it was wild. What it was like? It there was, was no social distancing <laughs> taking place. No, two days prior to the lockdown, yeah. which is actually contrary what the government wanted and contrary what everyone else wanted. Exactly. Um, and, we then didn't um, have any time to restock any of our facilities because exactly. we got locked down at short notice. We yeah. shut that shop as you shut yours. We then, let's just take the, the listeners back right to the very beginning because we had to all get, we had to all sort of get together and, and present to government and say, please may our wine industry finish their harvest because I know in people like you, who you pick sometimes a lot later than everybody else because you're much cooler, you obviously hadn't even finished picking your grapes, had you? Actually, we were, but we don't have any late varietals. So mm. <laughs> we... Um, yeah, you Chardonnay and Pinot. Chardonnay and Pinot. Chardonnay is the last great variety that we harvest. So, mm. so we were fortunate enough that we didn't have that stress in our lives yeah. at that time. Yeah. But it, it, we were not clear of whether we were allowed to actually manage the grapes in the cellar. So that uh, you, you harvested it, but then all of a sudden said, well, uh, the production of wine is non-essential. Now what? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, th- thank goodness um, we were then able to actually manage the process. Yes, sense prevailed, yeah. and you were allowed to actually vinify your your grapes. But then yeah. I presume that you had to just plop them into tank and barrel and leave them because it was you weren't really allowed to be doing much more than that, were you? Exactly. Exactly. But I I, I think what we, the customers have experienced the most disruption um, is also. And my father always says, which I love, is he always says, it's um, people. People want to know what's going on. It's this management of expectation. Yeah. And needless to say, the expectation was on the first of June. Well, we're going to be able to buy. I know. And receive the wine that we bought. I and know. I don't know about you, but we're still battling to get some of the wine. <laughs> we that still was are. Made to people. We um, are still, and we've been reported on all kinds of social media platforms as being thieves, and rogues, and. 
I mean, one person even wrote, does does a business called Norman Goodfellows even exist? They scam <laughs> artists, they whatever. And, you know, nobody's really put any thought into the fact that we are operating under an unbelievably difficult time. Our computers crashed as well. So we were sending out emails, blanket emails to everybody mm. that they weren't getting. And our telephone system crashed as well because we had literally hundreds of thousands of people phoning or calls all day, every day, and it just crammed the whole thing. It all blew up. It has been a yeah. nightmare. And often people, so, and, and look, I think it won, but from a customer point of view, is they actually don't want to know about you. They don't people. care. Give me, give me my product, which I understand, <laughs> right? But, but it, it has been, I mean, as you know, Firstly, we had to get the stock back up to Joburg, to your yeah. warehouses, to our distribution warehouses. Exactly. But then, and you still haven't got it because I've still got outstanding orders for Paul Cleaver's um, <laughs> Seven Flags Chardonnay that I haven't got, and I haven't got Seven Flags Pinot Noir, and I need it so badly. Yeah, and and and, and then the horrible thing is, is that you are uh, um, re re-phoning the distribution companies, and, mm. and they battling to... <laughs> Because they they're having to work with with less staff in yeah. order to maintain social distancing. Exactly. So, so and they're only operating four days a week. Yeah. So it's 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 a no, combination. It's, it's of all been very and then very the difficult. And the two-year companies, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm, <laughs> uh, it's uh, been a doctor. I, I, my my poor sister that's responsible for for our marketing um, yes. has been in tears. I would say at least. A couple of times a day, yeah. and trying to keep customers happy. <laughs> I know. Um, and and then because people go, well, don't you know what's going on? And, and unfortunately, the information once it's at a courier company, oh, yeah, it's very it's exactly difficult. the same as what you can see, which is yeah. the label's not updating. It hasn't been updating for three weeks. And you go, but listen, we've had the wine for three weeks. Why haven't you delivered it? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> We've had exactly the same in the one poor customer. Oh, yeah. And you know, most of the people who bought online at Norman Goodfellows are customers who have never, ever purchased at Norman Goodfellows before. And they obviously looked at this and they thought it's a Johannesburg-based company. Although there's some people who live in Port Elizabeth who bought two cases of beer online yeah. and yeah. and haven't had it delivered. I mean, surely you just walk down to the bottle store. But I think people were worried about social distancing, etc., and an online option was the way to go. So sure. we also, in a desperate attempt to try and hurry along these, these queries and these deliveries, we employed the services of a number of courier companies. And the one, <laughs> one day I picked up a telephone call from a customer who was literally losing it like you cannot believe on the other side of the telephone. I understood it entirely. She had received a thing to say that her order was on its way. She tried to yeah. track it via DHL and it said that her parcel was in Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> she was going, yeah. she was going um, hysterical. I mean, the poor courier companies, and of course, I don't know about Cape Town, but the, in Khartoum. Well, no, we've, we've had examples of where someone in Constantia orders the wine, it, it, the courier company picks it up in, in Cape Town, and it, it it's going to the Joburg Depot, and we're going to wife the country. It's been a dog show. And, of course, the yeah. courier companies in Gauteng are under hectic, hectic surveillance. They are being hijacked left, right, and center. Everybody, all the crooks in Joburg know that a courier company is busy. 
everybody's buying stuff online and it's all being delivered in courier vans and they are just being hijacked all over Gauteng at the moment. Yeah, no, it's... uh, Look, I'm hoping uh, that that the dust settle and actually that we can get the, the quality of service back to what, mm. what actually our customers deserve. 100%. Um, Norman Goodfellows has spent, the Kramer family have spent almost 200 years developing a reputation in an industry that is close to their hearts and mine. And we've all worked really hard, as have the Kluvers, to, to have this reputation of um, integrity and service excellence and one episode like this, and I wish you could see, I, I think I said to you earlier, don't even go and look on Hello Peter. It's soul-destroying. Mm-hmm. I want to slit my wrists and my throat every time I go on there because it's, it's a fact of life, but it's seemingly so unfair. You know, the government has really, really not thought this whole alcohol thing out carefully enough. They really haven't. You keeping yeah. quiet. You don't want to. You don't have your license <laughs> taken away from you. Fully, <laughs> you can say whatever you like here. These listeners are very open-minded. <laughs> no, but I mean, I would hate to be. I would hate to be in the government's position. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think that they they're in a difficult spot. They um, uh, and and if you have to compare. Um, even other governments in the world. Look at what's going on in America. And, and actually, to a certain extent, we have to be, as a whole, if we have to compare the South African government's response to that of America's response, then I think we've done infinitely better. I don't. Um, are, are, there, are there examples of of where we've done worse? Yes. But, um, you know... Um, do you know, I'm I've never understood the thing. You are a family of doctors, so you probably have a much better understanding of it than I. But I don't yeah. understand the whole idea of flattening the curve. I certainly got the idea of 21 days in which to give the government time to get medical facilities up and running and, and available for people who were going to get sick. I, I got that bit. I got all of yeah. that 100%. For the rest, I haven't got it at all. I honestly cannot see any rationale or logic being applied to the way they're going about things. Not at all. First yeah, of all, yeah, I think to close down an economy right. for a flu bug is is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the two, and this is where uh, you have to take the long view, which will give us uh, 2020 uh, mm. uh, uh, a mm. review of this, mm. is, is in five years' time who made the best decision. Yes. Uh, we, we will only know then. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, it's 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 hard, and and look, it's uh, I'll, I'll I'll never forget this is um, uh, um, uh, from a movie with uh, Meg Ryan, who's the little bookshop where yes. the guy takes it right, and and he gives her advice, and he says, you know, this is you've got to realize this is not personal; it's business. Mm. But the reality is, for a lot of us, this is personal. For 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 the gross majority of people in South Africa, who, who's either losing money because their businesses are operating, mm. who who is not going to work because um, uh, they're being furloughed, mm. it's personal for all of us. And yes, we, of course. Uh, it's, it's hard when it's not personal to become emotional as well. Mm. Um, uh, uh, what's the right thing? I 
I go back and I say, I'm so glad I don't have to make those decisions. I know. It must um, be awful. Uh, but that's what they're in government for, and that's what they get paid to do, you know. True, true. And they take all our tax money. So they are getting yes, paid to do yes. it. They need to come up with the right answers. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like me saying to you, Paulie, you're promising me a, a bottle of Seven Flags Chardonnay and you're promising that it's going to be the best. And then when I get it, it's an absolute disaster. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You have to. But I, I will be punished for that because I won't, you won't buy it from me again if I do that. So. Well, let's hope, let's hope that if the government don't get it right, that they will be yeah. punished and they won't be voted back into power. But having sure. said that, I am with you. It's um, We have to throw it out there and say, are they dealing with it in the best possible way? And I'm sure that in their minds they are. Um, yeah. I think that it's debatable. I think everybody needs to take a big, fat, long look and say, you do the sums, and again, you come from a very, very clever family. It's an easy, simple sum, Paulie. Whichever way around you do that sum, you get to about a 0.01% mortality rate. Wherever, however, in whichever country. And for a 0.01% mortality rate, the hysteria that has taken over this world and the economies of the world, I don't think it's commensurate, but then I'm very controversial. But the sums don't lie. And, 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 and you, we have to say how many people are going to be worse off because of poverty, because oh. of not being able to feed themselves. I don't know the, about you, but and, I mean, hunting... Hunting has just become we are a we are a a society of beggars and Bentleys. That's all we are. You're either driving around in a Bentley and you've made a huge amount of money through this whole COVID thing, or you're begging on the street, and that's what's happened. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so, so. I'm I'm glad once again that I don't have to make these decisions. Let's it, be it, happy we're not Cyril. What, yeah. what, what I what I do think. And this is what is important for us, is that um, at the end of the day, we're going to have to pull together and, yes. and help and help pick up the pieces. Of course. Um, and uh, for us in the alcohol industry, I think those pieces is going to be um, um, the trade. Um, I think the, the, the distribution trade has suffered nearly the... Um, Immeasurably, uh, and then mm. the on the on um, restaurants, Rest, yeah. uh, and bars, and that is it's going to be hard for them to to recover. Mm. And 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 we in the, as as wine producers, our success is dependent on their success. Yes. So, um, well, fortunately and, for and, you, you do have an export market, and thank goodness, <laughs> not every country in the world has locked down their restaurants and they're not having booze. and We're the only country in the world that's got a prohibition. So, yeah. or the threat thereof. And the only yeah. country yeah. in the world where you're not allowed to have a glass of wine in a restaurant. So, yeah, so fortunately, you can sell to the rest of the world. You're <laughs> 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 right. But it's going to be important that we, that we, that we recover from this. Mm. Um, What's your um, prognosis? What's the timing, do you think? For the wine industry, how long do you think it's going to take for the wine industry to get back on its feet? Well, it's, it, I, I, I saw an interesting poll where um, uh, people in, uh, of the New York Stock Exchange were polled, and the majority of them said that it's going to be end of 2021, 2022. Really? Is when they're going to only get back to where they were. Mm. Um, 
so so I I think it's um, especially the in I mean our our industry doesn't act on its own or no. it's, it's dependent on the success of the greater economy. Yes, um, uh, it's going to be how. how how fast is tourism going to respond oh. back in South Africa? Yeah, um, no, that's a long way and, off. And that's a long way off. Mm. Uh, and then you have to say that how many guys are going to be able to wait for that to recover mm. before they can, um, uh, in order to survive. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think it's going to take a while. Mm. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah. If yeah. I was you, I would have my little traveling boots on and I would be racing around the rest of the world as soon as you possibly can to go and to sell, sell wine yeah, to sell 80% of your wine because I do as much as I hate to say it. I think our beloved home industry here is going to be under hectic pressure for the next two or three years. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Um, mm. And, and, and then it's, it's you are fortunate enough to be able to compete on the international market. Exactly. Um, because you, you also need a critical mass in order to justify the plane ticket exactly. and hotels and everything else to go and sell your wines overseas. Exactly. Um, and Paulie, so, are they doing, I haven't had time to look because I've been buried under a heap of online orders, but have we got Vinexpo and Provine and all those those wine shows coming up for next year? I know they cancelled them well, for this I, year. I, I see. Well, everything's been cancelled for this year, but I see that the one for um, uh, a project for next year is, is happening at this stage. Okay. But but, but that could be cancelled. Mm. You, you never know. Um, but Europe is opening up. So yeah, travel between European states is taking place. Yeah. Um, I think uh, London International Wine Trade Fair has already. Um, confirmed the dates for next year. So, Have they? Uh, okay, good. So there yeah. is light. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, having said all of that, I mean, we do have to, as you say, pull together and we've got to make sure that those who have help those who haven't. And we've all got to try and share and share alike so that we can stay alive. With whatever we've got left over, what Paul Cleaver wine should we be buying for this weekend? <laughs> So my, uh, if you're in the if you're in the Cape, you should definitely buy the Pinot Noir because they, 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 we've got a cold front camp coming you? and it's going to be cold, wet, and miserable. Oh. And I would I would recommend having a lovely either like a Bruce Bourguignon if you don't make that an oxtail or something. Yeah, a nice big great stew stamp. or a casserole, hey? Exactly. Um, and we can so tell that, everybody that if you've got a small budget. You can buy the Paul Kluver Village, or I call it Village. Is it Villages, or how, what do you call it? Yeah, uh, uh, Village Pinot Noir. Uh, the Village Pinot Noir Village for me, and that is yes. incredibly well-priced at around, right, I think it's even under 100 Rand on my shelf. I'm not sure, but it's very, very well-priced for a Pinot Noir. Then there's a yeah. medium. There's a small, medium, and large from Paul Kluver. There's a medium, which is your your um, estate, estate Pinot Noir. And then yeah. there's that magnificent, magnificent, probably the best Pinot Noir in the country, the Seven Flags yeah. Pinot. Oh, it's delicious. So we're going to yeah, have so that. If you, if you want to impress, if you want to impress your your spouse or your partner or your girlfriend or boyfriend, then definitely go for the Seven Flags Pinot Noir. Mm. But if you have a big family, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> just do the village. It's so delicious. I think something yeah. like a beautiful homemade duck. 
with a big Riedel glass filled with Pinot Noir. Sounds like a wonderful, wonderful way to start the weekend. Paulie, lots of love to all the Kluvers. Good luck in battling the COVID pandemic. Um, Thank I know you that very much, Carrie, and and good luck with all those deliveries. Oh, and you it's too. Hopefully, next Thanks. time we speak, we we've come out the other side of this. It's a, it's been a nightmare, but thank you, yeah. Paul. Thank you, and good thank luck. Thank you, Carrie. All the best. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Digital is the future, and we are that future. We are. Touch HD.